Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of preceptal cellulitis found under the ophthalmology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A six-year-old boy presents to the pediatric emergency department for eye pain. A few days prior to presentation, he was in a park and had a tick bite around his right eye. He has since developed right eye swelling and pain. Physical exam is notable for periorbital warmth and erythema that is tender to palpation. Extraocular muscle eye movements are intact, not associated with pain, and there is no associated horizontal or vertical diplopia. Let's continue with an introduction to preceptal cellulitis. Clinically, this is defined as an infection of the anterior portion of the eyelid. It does not involve the orbit fat or other ocular structures as in orbital cellulitis. It is considered a mild condition and is unlikely to result in serious complications. In terms of the pathophysiology, there is direct inoculation of the microorganism, which is seen in cases of trauma and insect or animal bites. There may be contiguous spread with infection involving the paranasal sinuses, especially the ethmoid sinuses. And there may be hematogenous spread with infection involving the upper respiratory tract or middle ear. In terms of the microbiology, this may be due to Staphylococcus aureus, Streptococcus pneumoniae, other streptococci, and anaerobes. In terms of the epidemiology, this is more common than orbital cellulitis. Demographically, it affects children more often than adults. Risk factors include sinusitis, focal trauma, and insect or animal bites. Moving on to the presentation, findings may include unilateral ocular pain, eyelid swelling, and erythema of the eyelid. In terms of further imaging, CT scan of the orbits and sinuses is indicated in cases where orbital cellulitis cannot be confidently excluded. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about orbital cellulitis, which presents with ophthalmoplegia, pain with ocular movements, and proptosis. Also think about dacryoadenitis, with differentiating factors being that this usually is just involving the conjunctiva and lacrimal glands and the skin around and inferior to the eye is generally not affected. In terms of treatment, medical options include empiric antibiotics. Oral antibiotics are indicated in mild cases without signs of systemic toxicity. Intravenous antibiotics are indicated in severely ill patients, children less than one year of age, or in children who cannot fully cooperate during the exam. Specific antibiotics may include trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole, or clindamycin, with amoxicillin, amoxicillin clavulonic acid, cefpidoxime, or ceftonir. Remember that antibiotics are typically administered for 5 to 7 days, and blood cultures are not useful as it is difficult to obtain local cultures. Therefore, antibiotics are empirically used against staphylococcus and streptococcus species. Complications related to preceptal cellulitis, although rare, can result in orbital cellulitis, orbital or subperiosteal abscess, cavernous sinus thrombosis, meningitis, or a brain abscess. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that the prognosis is great with prompt treatment. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to preceptal cellulitis, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 57-year-old man presents to the emergency department with pain and swelling around his eye. He states that it started five hours ago and notes that his symptoms seem to rapidly worsen. He states that the area around his eye is painful to the touch. 
he denies his vision being affected and otherwise feels well. He has a past medical history of diabetes managed with insulin and metformin. His temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 151 over 99. Pulse is 71 beats per minute and respirations are 14 breaths per minute. Physical exam demonstrates conjunctival injection. There is swelling, erythema, and tenderness, just superior to the orbit with minor proptosis. The patient has no pain with extraocular movements, and there is no erythema inferior to the eye. Visual acuity is 20-40 in both eyes. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are, choice 1, bacterial conjunctivitis. Choice 2, chalazion. Choice 3, dacryoadenitis. Choice 4, orbital cellulitis. Or choice 5, periorbital cellulitis. The best answer to this question is, choice 3, dacryoadenitis. This patient is presenting with pain, swelling, erythema, and tenderness just above his eye with conjunctival injection which are suggestive of a diagnosis of dacryoadenitis. Dacryoadenitis is an infection that usually starts in the conjunctiva and then affects the lacrimal glands. It is usually caused by viral infections. However, bacterial causes may include Staphylococcus aureus and Streptococcus pyogenes. The presentation of dacryoadenitis includes pain, swelling, erythema, and tenderness and pressure just superior to the orbit, though patients may experience no pain. Conjunctival injection is common, and mucopurulent discharge is sometimes seen. Generally, patients are well-appearing and do not have systemic symptoms. However, fever is also possible. The diagnosis can be made clinically. However, if there is any concern for orbital cellulitis, a CT scan of the orbits with contrast is needed to rule out this diagnosis. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Bacterial conjunctivitis presents with purulent discharge from the eye, without erythema or tenderness surrounding the eye. Typically, it is painless and the diagnosis can be made clinically. Topical antibiotics are the mainstay of therapy. Choice 2. Chalazion is a chronic inflammatory lesion that occurs when there is obstruction of the meibomian tear gland, leading to the formation of a painless, rubbery nodule on exam. Choice 4. Orbital cellulitis presents with periorbital erythema, proptosis, vision changes, and pain with extraocular movements. Systemic symptoms such as fever may be present, and the diagnosis can be confirmed by a CT scan of the orbits with contrast. Choice 5. Periorbital cellulitis presents with tenderness and erythema of the skin surrounding the eye, with normal vision and an absence of pain with extraocular movements. It tends to progress slowly. Finally, a bullet summary. Dacryoadenitis presents with pain, erythema, pressure, proptosis, chemosis, and an absence of pain with extraocular movements or blurry vision. That's all for this review about preceptal cellulitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts.
It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.